when you let go of being married to how you're going to get there, you leave energy to dedicate to claiming your space, allowing you to connect with right fit clients, allowing you to create something valuable and masterful. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Belinda Aramity and I am the host of the Claim Your Space podcast. The Claim Your Space podcast is a podcast for entrepreneurs looking to grow and scale their businesses in a way that aligns with the lives they want to live. I'm a sales and business coach. I have trained hundreds of people on effective social selling strategy. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a friend, I'm full of sarcasm and wit. And it's taken me a while for me to own my confidence and my space within my industry. And I'm dedicating this podcast to helping you claim your space, own your space, and grow a business that's in alignment with exactly how you want to live your life. It's possible. You can do it. Let's do it together. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Claim Your Space podcast. Whether it's your first episode or your seventh, I just want to say thank you so much for deciding to take a few minutes out of your day to listen to what it is that I have to say. So before we get into this week's topic, I would love to ask you a podcasting related question. So it's a two-parter. First, do you prefer podcasts that have guests? So, you know, myself interviewing someone, someone, I know some pretty cool people who know some really interesting things above and beyond what it is that I'd know. And I'd love to invite them on, but I'm curious to know if you prefer solo podcasts or podcasts with interviews. Personally, I'm don't always like podcasts with interviews. Sometimes I find that not everyone is a great interviewer, right? They don't necessarily know how to ask really good questions or allow their guests to fully answer the question that they've asked. So not everyone's, not everyone's Oprah, right? (laughs) Um, so you know, but sometimes I really enjoy listening to subject matter experts just talk and share their perspective. And I literally, you know, when you're listening to a podcast and you're like, I've got to pause and I need to grab some paper and write down this juicy goodness because it's that good. That's what I aim to do with my podcast, that you really want to write something down so that you don't forget. Um, So I'd love to know your perspective on that. And then I'd also love to know your perspective on the length of podcasts. So for me, my goal is to have podcasts that are between 15 and 20 minutes. I think that's a really good length. Um, And so that means I'm going to increase the number of tips. If you listen to any of my podcast episodes before, I typically share three tips. Now I'm going to give five because I'm not really into fluff and I was finding that I really needed to kind of fluff up, fluff up, excuse me, the three tips just because I like to give information in three. So send me a direct message on Instagram at Belinda Aramity. And I'd love to know your perspective. How long should podcasts be? And to have guests or not to have guests? That is the question. All right, so let's hop into this week's episode. And we're going to be talking about being married to the way of the outcome. Okay, so I find that 
So often we get married to how we think something is supposed to happen. And so I questioned you to really think when you find that happening to you, does that really matter? Right? So let's say, for instance, you have a particular revenue goal in your business to make X amount of dollars within 30 days. And let's say you have two main ways that you generate income, one-on-one coaching and, you know, online courses. And you get to the end of the month, you make the amount of money, but because it happened maybe in one-on-one coaching instead of online courses, does it really matter how you ended up getting to the goal, right? And I think that so often we paint a picture of how we think something is supposed to happen. And we don't do this just in in business. We do this in our romantic relationships where it's like, we have this idea that we're going to meet our significant other when we're in college or university and it's going to be amazing and it's going to be like this. And we start painting this picture of how it's supposed to happen. But does that really matter? I think what needs to matter more is that we get there, right? If you're trying to get to California, it doesn't matter if you get there by plane, train, or automobile. In my opinion, it doesn't matter. What matters more is that you actually get there. And we often don't know the best way to get there or the best person to help us get there or even the best mode of transportation that's going to help us get there. And I'm going to use a personal example. There was this coach and I still idolize them. Um, I still think that they're absolutely fantastic and they're a fantastic coach. And I had this idea that the moment I can reinvest into my business, I'm going to work with this coach. And what happened is I realized that even though they're an amazing coach and they do amazing things for their clients, they weren't necessarily the right coach for me. And so I had to really sit down with myself and decide, am I married to the outcome that I want, which is for my business to grow in a particular way, or am I married to the way that I thought it was going to happen? And so since then, I've worked with some other coaches and I've been able to see some really, really great results. And I'm not entirely sure that I'd be able to see those results had I just been steadfast in. This is the coach that I decided I wanted to work with and I need to work with them. This is the only way that I'm going to grow my business. So I think it's really important as entrepreneurs as well as as people trying to live life with alignment with the way that we actually want to live it is that we are, we need to let go of the way of the outcome. Be okay with I don't know necessarily how I'm going to get to California <laughs> or this outcome in my business, but I'm, I know that I'm, I'm just focused on getting there because when you let go of being married to how you're going to get there, you leave energy to dedicate to claiming your space, allowing you to connect with right fit clients allowing you to create something valuable and masterful. Okay. So here are a few things that I do that helps me let go of the way of the outcome and just focus on where it is that I'm going. So the first thing that I do is I realign with my goal. I think sometimes, especially in business, when you are doing the day to day, the week to week, the month to month, it gets very easy to forget 
that the mundane things that you're doing every day, like showing up on Instagram stories or, you know, creating posts or sending out the emails, those individual actions are not the goal, right? The goal is not to send the email. The goal is whatever the email is supposed to help you get, whether it's more clients, whether it's building a deeper, stronger relationship with your email list so that they end up buying from you, right? So I often, when I find that I'm in the trenches of things, I have to remember what the big picture goal is. Take that step back, right? It's like doing art and focusing on this one section that you're, that an artist, have you ever watched an artist create? It's like the coolest thing ever. But, you know, they'll create and then they take a step back from the canvas to look at how that section fits with the overall piece. Okay. So sometimes you need to realign yourself with the goal so that you can remember the goal, as I was talking about before, about the coaching example, the goal is is not to work with this particular coach, right? The goal is the outcome that I'm hoping to get from working with this coach or any coach. Okay. So number two, I assess how much time what I'm currently doing is taking me. Okay. So I have a goal. I've realigned with my goal. Now, as I'm doing the things that I'm doing, I'm assessing whether or not what I'm doing, like how much time is it taking me? And is the time that it's taking me, does it make sense? Right. Because sometimes, again, when we're married to the way of how something is supposed to happen, sometimes we can lose perspective on there might be a better, more efficient way for me to be doing something. But because I'm too close to the canvas and I'm not assessing how much time something is taking me, like, should it be taking this amount of time? If you're growing a community on Instagram, for instance, that should take you some time. It is not something that is going to happen in six days or even six weeks. It's a six month minimum project, right? So if I'm looking at my Instagram community building and I find that I've been doing it for three months, then I know that the amount of time it makes sense, right? But if it comes to, let's say, writing an email to my email list, should it be taking me three days and several drafts in order to write this email? Does it make sense in terms of the amount of time that I'm putting in? Okay. So the next thing that I do to let go of the way of the outcome is I assess whether I'm getting anything from what it is that I'm doing. Like, am I actually getting closer to the goal? Right. So let's say for instance, let's take Instagram stories, right? Um, or not even Instagram stories. Let's do Instagram feed posts. Okay. I find that feed posts are quite important, at least for me, because I end up getting more followers. And part of, you know, my goal is to get on the radar of people who want to know who I am. Right. So I make sure if I'm if I'm showing up on Instagram stories, if I'm putting something in the feed, if I'm interacting with um, with larger communities on the platform, I want to make sure, am I like, what am I getting out of this, right? One of the things that I always tell my clients unabrashed is what do you want out of showing up on LinkedIn or Instagram or sending emails to your email list? This is, you know, this isn't penance where you're not meant to get anything, right? So I 
just make sure that when I do things in my business and I'm trying to move towards an outcome, I make sure that I'm actually getting something for what I'm putting into it. And if I'm not getting anything, then I'm like, okay, clearly I'm not going in the right direction. All right. So tip number four is I assess whether or not I'm doing the quote unquote post-production stuff to make sure that what I'm doing is worthwhile. So let me explain what I mean by this. So for instance, if I'm doing an Instagram live and I'm doing it because I'm trying to build a community, the people who show up on my Instagram live, am I reaching out to them? Am I looking at their content? Am I trying to start a conversation with them, right? So that the effort that I'm putting in to doing an Instagram live, I'm doing the entire process from start to finish. So it's a 360 degree activity, right? Am I repurposing my Instagram live? So let's say six people showed up live and am I repurposing it? Am I putting it into my Instagram feed? Am I sharing it in my stories? Am I maybe encouraging people in my email list to go and see the Instagram live, right? Um, Ultimately, it all boils down to am I following through in a way that's growing my business or my brand, okay? It's not enough just to post on Instagram, right? It's not enough just to send emails to your email list. It's part of something bigger because you're on your way to an outcome. So before you decide whether or not something is working, right, whether you should be married to the way of this outcome or not, is you got to make sure that you're doing the post-production stuff that will fully allow you to figure out whether or not this activity is worth your time, okay, and bringing you closer to your goal. And then lastly, I will ask a trusted advisor for constructive feedback. And I think that this one is crucially important. And there's something that I want to mention before I talk about why it's important. Your trusted advisors can be anyone. It could be your partner, it could be your best friend, um, it could be one of your business besties, but you want to be really careful with who you decide to take your advice from because even those who love us and have the best intentions for us may not have the best advice for us. So you've got to have a trusted and someone who should be in a position to advise no one should ask me for really in-depth financial advice, not because I don't know anything, but because I'm not Susie Orman. I mean, I've watched, I used to love her show, was very upset when it was over. <laughs> you know, like just because I ha- I'm not an expert and I don't have any, I didn't have any real experience with understanding like finances and giving anything in-depth or perspective on it. So this is important to make sure that you're asking the right trusted advisor. But the reason why it's important is because sometimes we can't see what's right in our faces. So similar to what I was talking about art and being really close to the canvas and having to being able to take a step back, your advisor is then that fresh set of eyes looking at your picture. And you can maybe think that something is fantastic or you can think that something is missing. And this trusted advisor is just another perspective, right? And so you can say to a trusted advisor and you can hire a trusted advisor. They can be your friend. I really, really suggest you hire a trusted advisor as well as having um, your friend. I mean, I've got one of my really close friends 
Amanda Kohal of The Wolf Co. She is an Instagram guru, right? I will get her perspective, like something that would take like 15 seconds, like, hey, what do you think? Or I thought about this, or I did this, blah, blah, blah. But then the moment I was ready to take my Instagram strategy serious, I was like, okay, Amanda, how do I book a strategy session with you? Like, I'm ready for us to sit down and properly work through this, right? Um, But, you know, the way that they, a trusted advisor will look at something it's going to be very different than how you're going to look at something. And ultimately, you don't have to follow their advice, but they're going to open your eyes and your perspective to, you know, I'll turn to Amanda and I'll say, hey, um, I did this, this, and this with my Instagram live. Was there more that I should have done? Or, you know, did I follow your advice correctly? So on and so forth, right? Or, you know, I've been doing Instagram live for seven days straight and I haven't really been seeing very much of a boost to my following. And then Amanda can say, well, Belinda, like you need to do it for at least a month before you can really expect any results. So do you see how asking the right trusted advisor for advice is really helpful? Whereas she's an expert in Instagram. So I can really lean on her perspective of giving me advice about going live for seven days and her telling me that I need to do it longer. Um, And again, I won't, I'm not married to the way of the outcome. So if she says I should be doing it longer, great. If, you know, if she says, you know what, you should be trying to do this because at this point you should be seeing X results, right? And that's why you need to let go of the way of the outcome and oftentimes getting the advice of someone who is a trusted advisor allows you to detach from how you're getting there and really just get that perspective on, am I getting there in a way that's actually going to, as I said before, get me to California. All right, so let's go over the five things that I do to let go of the way of the outcome. So number one, I make sure that I realign with my goal and not get stuck in the weeds. Why am I doing this again? Oh yeah. Number two, I assess how much time what I'm currently doing is taking me and is it worth the time that it's taking? Uh, Number three, I assess whether I'm getting anything from what I'm doing. Am I like actually getting closer to my goal or am I just keeping myself busy? Number four, I assess if I'm doing the post-production stuff to make what I'm doing worthwhile. So am I following up with, with clients? Am I Am I doing what's necessary in order for this to be properly effective? And then number five, I'll ask a trusted advisor for some constructive feedback, making sure that I'm talking to the right trusted advisor and to get that perspective because sometimes we can't see what's right in our faces. So I hope that all of those tips were helpful. I hope that it's going to help you get out of your own way when it comes to being married to the way of the outcome. Ultimately, and at the end of the day, you've got really big goals for yourself and how you want to live your life and how you want to design your business. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't really and truly matter how you get there. Sometimes we get there in unorthodox ways and we have to be willing to pivot and allow for those changes so that we can, in fact, have the life we've always desired. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Claim Your Space podcast. 
If you enjoyed what you heard today, I'd love if you would subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you happen to be listening to your podcasts. And if you really, really liked this episode, I'd appreciate if you left me a rating on iTunes. I hear it does some really good things for the algorithm and for you to tell an entrepreneur friend about it too. And if you are on Instagram, I'd love for you to take a screenshot and to share your thoughts with me over in an Instagram story. Uh, You can find me at Belinda.Aranity. And if you are trying to figure out exactly who your dreamy clients are, I invite you to download my free dreamy client mapping worksheet. All of the details, including my Instagram handle, can be found in the show notes. So I just want you to remember that this is your time to claim your space. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. And thanks again for joining me.